0: My name is Matt Brown. What a
1: fantastic
0: beginning!
1: There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, Podcast!
0: A-M-E. Yeah, we're gonna be a Podcast starring everybody. And me! Let's start the show!
1: There'll be mystery and catastrophe, but it's always fun, you paint a body,
0: wait and see. Hey, Podcast! day because you are joining us. Welcome to the Productive Conversations podcast. My name is Matt Brown and I'm the host of this podcast. What's up everybody to the greatest listeners and fans of this world for the Productive Conversations podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We can't do it without you. So before we start, just want to remind you to please like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube and feel free to leave a review. To get exclusive content of the Productive Conversations Podcast, check us out on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. Check me out on my personal Instagram page at Brown 300 Check me out on Twitter at Brown 31 And also, don't forget, we have exclusive merchandise being sold through our friends at Zazzle to get exclusive... Productive Conversations podcast merchandise. Check out the episode description page for links to all exclusive merchandise that can be sold, whether it's T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, office supplies, stickers, bags, water bottles, mugs. We got it all. Thanks to our friends at Zazzle. Go to Zazzle.com, type in Productive Conversations podcast, or check out the links below on the episode descriptions page. And also in the month of February... If you want 15% off on all exclusive Productive Conversations merchandise, go to checkout, type in February shop, that is our promo code. Again, at checkout, go to promo code, February shop to get 15% off all exclusive Productive Conversations podcast merchandise. Again, thank you to our friends at Zazzle for making it possible. So how are we doing today? It's Thursday, February 11th, 2021, Valentine's Day weekend's around the corner, I hope everybody is enjoying their Valentine's Day, no Valentine for me this year, you know, first Valentine's Day in a couple years worth, no Valentine's Day, oh, it stinks, I wish I can spread the love, but hopefully next year and uh, one of the things a lot of my exes do after they stop dating me is that they go date other people and I'm generally happy for them and I guess that's just the thing with dating me you'll be able to get back on your feet right away so uh to all I just whoever is enjoying this Valentine's Day weekend I hope it's a great one I genuinely do and for all those who are single we can stack these bends, we can still love ourselves, and there's still plenty of people who love us in general. Don't let Valentine's Day discourage you. Don't get sad and watch sad romantic comedies like Blue Valentine or freaking 500 Days of Summer, which is a great movie about, you know, love in it itself. But, you know, I just, it's about spreading love, guys, even if uh, we don't have Valentine this year. It's always next year. Uh, there's always, you know, tomorrow. You could get a Valentine whenever. So, just for all those spreading the love and joy, uh, let's enjoy it because Valentine's Day is a beautiful holiday either way. So, today we are all in luck. Why? Because Natalie Hardy's on the Productive Conversations podcast today. She is an incredible actor. She's in hilarious stand-up. A, talented improviser, and such a great person to talk to about life, art, music, New York City, food, and a lot of other great things. But Natalie's not only part of this podcast to talk life with me, but she's also a part of a very awesome project that's taking place this weekend. So she's a part of All in Theatrics, and they are presenting the Shakespeare Theater Project, benefiting the lost and found youth of Atlanta. So... What is the Lost and Found Youth of Atlanta? It is a nonprofit organization based in Atlanta that exists to end homelessness for the LGBTQ community and all sexual sexual minority youth. So, amazing cause to help so many great people. And what is the Shakespeare Theater Project? It is a two-night event that takes Shakespeare's most beautiful love scenes and fiercest love quarrels and reimagines these couples as same-sex couples. And this is an awesome night for queer theater and something to support an incredible cause. And if you check out the episode description, there's a link below to donate to the Shakespeare Project and the Lost Lost and Found Youth of Atlanta. And also we have a link to the Facebook Live events that will showcase the incredible talent of all these people. So yes, the show will be this Friday, February 12th at 8 p.m., this Saturday, February 13th at 8 p.m. on Facebook. And again, the episode description has the links to check out these incredible people and doing it for an amazing cause. But with that, we have a lot of great things to talk about. Natalie talks about this project. She talks about important social causes she's passionate for. And we just talk all things entertainment and we even reflect on the Golden Globes. But yep, this is going to be great, awesome time, and we're going to enjoy this. So, Natalie Hardy, it's your turn. Let's start the show. excited when she said she'd come on. She's very talented, very funny, an actor, comedian, an improviser, uh, someone who really strike, who's really strong about feminist issues and social justice. A nice package of a very inspiring woman. And I'm so happy that she's on the program today. Natalie Hardy, welcome to Reductive Conversations podcast. How are we doing?
2: Thank you so much. Wow, I'm doing so well. That was such a wonderful introduction, Matt. Thank you. <laughs>
0: oh, it's my pleasure. I just what sh- everything, what's great about every guest, and uh, you have a lot of great things about you. So tell me, Natalie, how are we doing to start this off? How has your year started in 2021? Oh,
2: 2021 has actually been off to a great start. Uh, a lot of hopeful things going on, lots of projects, which is good to feel like a person, Mm -hmm. have stuff to do and can reconnect with people, uh, even if it's virtually. So it's been uh, something hopeful, which is nice.
0: That's what I love to hear. That's awesome. (laughs) And being productive in your own ways. Great, great. So what do I start with you, Natalie? What are the One of the great things about you, as I mentioned, is you love Mm -hmm. to act. You and I usually originally met at the University of Hartford. We were both tour guides and we were on the same shifts often. So Mm -hmm. it was pretty cool with that. You represent in the Hart School. I represent the film school. So we both graduated since then. Walk me through what you've been up to after you graduated from the esteemed Hart School of Music.
2: The esteemed hard school. Well, uh, yeah, it's it feels like it does feel like a lifetime ago. Honestly, Uh, Mm. I could do my tour guide speech like right now, though. I feel like I slip back into it. Give you a (laughs) tour of the campus. Um, But yes, post grad. uh, Post grad life is so weird for everybody. I think everyone's doing their own, like finding their own path, and that's really exciting. Uh, So I got to New York in the fall, and I started to do you know, the typical audition circuit and started doing standup. And I was working at a restaurant in Rockefeller Center and that was insane. That was like a very uh, like high scale job to have. And I had to learn a lot uh, outside on scene. Yeah. Like wine and steak and all of that. So just a a huge learning experience, kind of just jumping into New York, like full force head first. So
0: uh, yeah. OK, OK. So you moved to New York. Big Apple. That's awesome. Awesome. May I ask, um, what is that restaurant you you work? You uh, are you still working there or worked? what uh, that the fall?
2: No, I worked there for six months uh, up until the pandemic. I was mm-hmm. working at Del Frisco's Grill in Rock Center. You can see the tree from there. So I worked Christmas season and that was let me tell you, I was. Quite
0: a lot. <laughs> Actually, Del, I know Del Frisco's really well, McGraw Hill Building. So my first internship was at SiriusXM. We shared a building with you guys.
2: Oh, very cool.
0: So I, I would walk by it all the time. I, I remember the very big onion rings that they would put out. and. Uh, yes. Really
2: Have you was. ever had the cheesesteak egg rolls? Because they're the
0: best. Uh, not yet, but I'm, I'm waiting excited. for that day. Okay, <laughs> okay. So are you in uh, New York still right now? You're in the city?
2: Yeah, yeah. I live in Astoria, nice. Queens. This is my second oh, yeah. year here. I love it here. It's so, Astoria is the best. It really is.
0: So, my cousin lives in Astoria, actually. I wish oh, I could tell cool. you. I really wish I could tell you the road. It's, it's off the corner of, um, Wow, and when I visited her in the fall, it, it was great. I, I'm it's it's annoying blanking my mind. She was on the show, and we talked about Beautiful. the great things of of Astoria. But tell me some of your so I see you're very excited though. So why don't you walk me through what are some of the great things about living in Astoria, home of uh, Archie Astoria. Bunker and all those guys? Yeah, um,
2: <laughs> Astoria's the food in Astoria. Honestly, I think is unbeatable. I love that I can hear like. Six languages when I walked the train uh-huh. and it feels really safe. Um, it kind of feels like it's a, a secret. Like I only want people I like to come over here. I don't want everyone to come over here and ruin it and gentrify it. But um, <laughs>
1: it's,
2: it feels really homey It's uh, I feel really safe. It's like great uh, distance from Manhattan, but you're not too far, right. which, which is really important because, you know, I'm in Manhattan all the time, but it is nice to take a step back. Initially, I was like, I want to live in amidst all the commotion and in the middle of it all. But I didn't realize how like loud and <laughs> dirty it could be. So I like having my own space forty minutes you know,
0: away. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, you know, I was commuting up until the pandemic too. So mm-hmm. be it in constantly what in midtown was most of my jobs, but I've been everywhere in Manhattan from that. And you realize um, especially once you uh interact with the residents and people there a while, that really is cramped and you have to just really really love it to be in manhattan yeah. which some people do and i could see why but there mm-hmm. really is so much other great places in brooklyn and absolutely and even the bronx i mean queens i mean every single borough and in fact as we're talking my brother uh, committed to going to wagner college to staten island so that's just another place Oh, very to
2: cool oh congrats your brother yeah the, so. the campus is really really nice there i, I visited
0: Oh, okay. yes, it is. So, we're it is so happy. happy for him. And I've only been to Staten Island a few times when they had the Staten Island Yankees. I used to go to some right. of those games. And uh, now I just have more of a reason to explore. it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And I, I love um, all of the boroughs of Manhattan as well. Like the city is sort of uh, kind of been in my family for a very long time. So it's really exciting yeah. to my both my parents are from boroughs. My mom's from the Bronx. Dad's from Queens. So uh, I feel like being in New York now it's different since they mm-hmm. all, like moved upstate and like I, where I grew up, but they always would like talk about it. They're like, you should check if this bakery is still there. And like, <laughs> that's fun. Like, you know, sometimes like I get to explore like what they remember from this, the city as well as like what I'm learning my own.
0: So. You know what I really like about um, New York is like seeing like really old pictures, like from the seventies, eighties, sixties. And it, it, really does look so much similar just the skyscrapers are it's bigger i guess but like some of the streets yeah. some of this uh famous landmarks it's you you'd think it would be such a, so transformed but it really is, isn't it some places yeah, i know it.
2: i well i think that's what's special about it is like you can build on top of certain things but then there are these like iconic uh landmarks and i, I whenever i like get a bagel from somewhere or i go to the like a deli i do ask if, if i'm at the cash register i'm not in a rush i'm not not late to something uh, I, right. I always ask like, how, how long have you guys been here? And I love when they say it's usually like an old guy behind the counter I love because his face lights up and he goes, we've been here for 45 years. And like <laughs> then he goes into this whole thing and he gets so excited. So that's, it's really cool that like things like that still exist. Cause it feels like you're a part of something. Yeah older
0: than you which is nice <laughs> absolutely and it's it's worth these brutal winters and then obviously post-pandemic too so i it's just so much to look forward to and it, it's yeah. I, it clear that you're someone who just I there's definitely i understand the spectrum people really love it and people it's not for them but for those who really love it it's you yeah. can't ask for more it's no it's new
2: york or nowhere
0: <laughs> absolutely uh you know one thing also my dad's from the bronx too and my grandma grew up in manhattan so also some fairly groups and my uh mom grew up in westchester so i know what you feel uh finding those other places and seeing more and if you ever seen i do this like face sometimes on instagram do these mb reviews where i would just go around specifically for local businesses like a few years once i so started working again and uh so it's just, I guess, it's really, really ripped cool. off of Dave Portnoy's pizza stuff. But it's all me. So, <laughs> and I will Aye. review everything. So I'll review movies too and landmarks. I once tried to inter- to MB review a bar in Jersey City, mm-hmm. and aren- which didn't work. It, so, <laughs> okay, <I was> just <laughs> I did that just all over the place. But yeah, well, it's just, the ambiance is is nothing like it.
2: Absolutely, I've been fortunate too to be working uh, all the way downtown cause since the pandemic. Uh, hit I didn't really feel comfortable returning to restaurant work um nope. which also is like it was crazy and insane and very fast pace. so it you know this whole thing shook everyone's lives so much but mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough when I got back to the city after spending some time upstate with my family uh to hit the nanny circuit which right, has yeah. treated me really well I have ha- met so many like great families and wonderful people and I'm downtown really by the statue of liberty so like on my breaks like that was my walk over the summer was no just way. to do the the hudson walk and yeah and i felt really lucky because i was like i know that the commute it's not ideal like it's you know it is kind of far for me but it's always worth it when i like get off the train and i look at where i am i'm like yeah like that's this is what i'm talking about like this is it's not midtown it's i can see the water and there yeah. are people there running and you know with their families because like the, there's a lot of families down there i don't know if people know this but downtown is very like good for young people but then these young people like grew up and like started families down there so there's like a park every like five blocks and it's really homey
0: yeah i think a lot of people assume midtown that's new york city there's a whole other there's a whole other uptown downtown place that's more residential and has more (sighs) of those breathing air so i'm glad you you sharing your examples to just prove exactly that
2: You got to explore, you got to explore. Like you got to go to the places that aren't very touristy and where people actually like live and breathe and work. And that's sort of, that's New York. It's not like, you know, the Empire City, like it's, mm-hmm. it's more than that. <laughs>
0: well, why don't we just quickly check on some of our favorite landmarks, and oh, this wow. counts as for all the five of the boroughs. So why don't you tell me a place similar to what you just mentioned before? What's hmm. like one place to you specifically that you really like? That's a really is an awesome NYC landmark uh, or a popular spot that maybe not so many people know about.
2: Yeah, I will. I would recommend all of the stuff on like the Hudson river walk, because there's Mm -hmm. some sculptures down there. There's at the very tip of Manhattan. There is a sculpture that it's, it's supposed to look like two eyes. It doesn't quite look like that. Okay. It looks like (laughs) something else. Um, But uh, I actually like think that right by over the, in that area, the eyes are like looking out at the water and the Statue of Liberty and the Sunsets are are beautiful. It's right in you know near Rockefeller Park and it's awesome. So that's one for sure for me.
0: All right. You know, one place I really enjoy is down Alphabet City, uh is is Thompson Square Park to Rice Homey yeah. Park. I did a lot of couch hopping there uh, when <laughs> I was uh, working at MTV down Lower East Side. And I just like real homey feel. You know, yeah. maybe don't go between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6
2: a. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe
0: avoid. boy. But yeah. as any other place is scary. But yeah, uh, yeah. But I really like that nice basketball courts. I Especially in the summer, seeing people rollerblade. That's my yes. type of vibe.
2: Absolutely. And I think that... To- astoria park and i i live right now very close to astoria park so mm-hmm. i i'm there very frequently you got to get outside i got to do something you know nowadays know that, yeah. so uh so yeah there's like tons of stuff to do and it's really nice to like see that these amenities exist and they're so close to the city so you get both like the best of both worlds you get your For green sure. trees and like your big buildings, everything
0: <laughs> have you ever seen anthony bourdain's parks not unknown
2: parks unknown uh, I know, but I've definitely heard of this
0: because, Anthony. yeah, I've definitely heard of it. Oh, yeah. World Now, World Traveler, uh, Showcase the World. I know, unfortunately, he, he's no longer with us. But mm-hmm. if you have HBO Max, I, do. I highly recommend it. And there's an entire episode on Queens. Oh, awesome. But
2: I, I have to watch it. I, I'm going to
0: have to. I mean, he hits, I know he hits the story, but he hits like Jackson Heights and yes. Flushing and, and Long Island City. So, mm-hmm. It's 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 uh, I think you particularly would love that.
2: Oh, absolutely. And when things are like safer and more open, I really want to do more exploring because I only really had one. I had six good months here before mm-hmm. things kind of shut down. So
1: oh, I have so that. much
2: planned. I hey, I was a good six months. You know, I really did a lot. Yeah, that that's what like time. <laughs> so, you know, but it, we, we'll we'll get to it. I'll still be around
0: though. for sure. And you're staying loyal. So uh it's going to reward you. So as long as you <laughs> just keep following the rules, it's going to yeah. be all worth it. Could you just tell me one other thing before mm-hmm. we just switch, switch them gears. Tell me Natalie, whether it's in Astoria, whether it's in Manhattan, Bronx, you know, what do you think is the best pizza in New York? Ooh,
2: I have to say that best pizza in New York. Okay. Uncle Tony's on 146. My friend worked there and they, we got pizza from there all the time because like he worked there. So it was very like, well, we'll go visit you at work. And it it's life-changing. It's, it's right. Um, I will say it's (laughs) life-changing. Yeah. That's pizza is worth, uh, that high acclaim. I think it's really good. Check it out.
0: And this is in Astoria.
2: No, this is on Manhattan. This
0: is Oh what oh, 41st in Manhattan. Okay. So, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think it's so it's it's up there and it's a uh,
0: Heights type area up there.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, like it's like Hamilton Heights and mm-hmm. it's uh in a really great area near a lot of like universities. So they always have like students coming in. But imagine if your like pizza was like excellent pizza, you know, like you know, college pizza is college pizza, but this is like good pizza. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, that's that's humbling to hear. You know, my pick for it is down. Mm. I guess you would put it's downtown. It's Prince Street pizza. Nice. Oh, my gosh. I've been meaning to go.
2: I've heard of it. I've never been. I've almost gone like twice. I've never gotten in the door.
0: Oh, (laughs) let me just do a quick Google. Make sure it's still there. Oh, it is. This was recent.
2: This was recent. Yeah. heard so many good things.
0: Oh yes, they're nice fat blocks. <laughs> they're literally on Prince Street downtown mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Nolita area. Just about so, yes. like, like the NQR train, you can hop on there. So it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Look, I mean, you know, pre-pandemic, always long lines, yeah. uh, open insane hours, and I'm just can't say anything else, uh, more about it. And well, then,
2: you will, you're not the first to recommend it, so I have to get. There, I try
0: that. <laughs> I, I think it's a sign. Something is telling you to uh, check it out.
2: Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> i must.
0: And could you tell me also, like, what was, like, some of your favorite, just, like, regular spots? Like, we know friends, they have Central Perk. <laughs> yeah. What to you is, like, your Central Perk with your group of friends or My wherever?
2: Uh, that's, that's so funny, because, like, I tried... I In the first, like, a couple months I was here, I tried a lot of new obviously like explored and like got a lot of new things. Um yeah, I as far as like coffee spots go, there is a place on 38th, uh right near where I was taking classes at UCBE. And uh it, this I, I don't know it was a culture coffee, which is like indeed a um a oh my gosh, like a you know they have multiple locations. It's a, a chain. That's the word I could find. <laughs> it's a chain. Okay. And uh, but yeah, but it was the vibe was really nice and it, it was convenient because typically the the spots that you end up liking the most are like what, you know, and New York can be yep. overwhelming at first. So I knew where it was. I knew I could get my coffee right before class. And the guy there was really nice. His name was Sam. Shout out to Sam. <laughs> he always like say. he like knew my mm-hmm. my order, which is also really nice, like because you want to go to a coffee house where like someone knows your name. And that was like my first That was like, check that off my New Year uh, list of goals. <laughs>
0: that is the that's how you know like my place also this place it's kind of a chain too it's it's called Oh uh, man why am i blanking i could pull it up right now if you don't mind again so Go for it. It is wrong well, looking at the wrong app uh okay so don't worry guys we're still here
2: yeah uh Coffee and pizza, pizza and coffee. That's New York and (laughs) the (laughs) nutshell. I'm actually looking up to make sure I'm giving you the right street. So we're both doing something.
0: Okay. Yes. Yes. So So I don't feel as bad.
2: (laughs) No. No, you're
0: good. Okay. So the place that I am going to make everybody feel very happy, yet, and miss out. Okay. It's called the Mule, and it has the best muffin in this world, the best coffee. It's another <laughs> like type of Cheney place. I've only seen yeah. them in Manhattan, the Bronx. I'm, I'm sure they're everywhere else, but sure. I mean, I love my muffins after Mule. <laughs> so I yeah, know it's hard to forget too. And uh, wow, and you know what? Also, the, the, if you could find them too, just stick it on the restaurants at pizza. There's this place called another East Village spots called Pause the Joint Burger. And Pause- it's like oh cool. And it's like cash only as local as local can be. Yeah. It's just you remember I, I would suggest if you try to, you know, keep a healthy diet, use that as your cheat meal day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. It's fantastic, man.
2: Oh well. I have actually I was gonna recommend what well, you just said, Muffin. That reminded me of right by New World Stages, there is uh there is this bakery that had the best blueberry scone I've ever had in my oh. life. I, I know, like I I took a photo of it because I don't I don't really do that often. I'm not like a person who photographs for food. I'm usually <laughs> too hungry and impatient. However, it was beautiful, like fresh out the oven. It was excellent. So I know it's over by uh, 50th Street. I'm trying to zoom in far enough to see if I can find what it actually is. But uh, yeah, it was just so,
0: so good. Scones have a special place in my heart because mm. the first ever thing I ever made by myself was a scone with the Bisquick.
2: Oh my God. That's the- oh, wow. <laughs> when I was oh, like wow. 12 years old. And oh. I haven't grown <laughs> Okay. Too. Well, you got you to gotta get back on the scone game. I think that's really where it's at. If you like muffins, scones are it. Scones are your future.
0: I need to continue <laughs> to enhance my skills. So I think you're right. I will take your advice on that. So... <laughs> Natalie, one of the great things you've been mentioning that I really want to get into, as you mentioned, you are a woman of comedy and mm. very funny. You were in the improv group, Stop Laughing Mom, University of Hartford. You just met you taking classes at the Upright Citizen Brigade. Yeah. It seems you're on. I mean, it. It doesn't seem you are on a great track to much success in the world of comedy. I didn't even know you were doing stand up too. So why don't we talk about comedy and you performing comedy? Um, why don't we hit on your improv, for instance? Ah, yeah, sure. So why don't you walk me through how you got into improv, and then you know, if you want to hit on your stop laughing mom, and how did you wind up at Upright Citizens Brigade, who has trained some of our great comedic minds of this world? Yeah.
2: Oh wow. It well, I guess, you know, just like anything else that you sort of end up loving, you sort of stumble into it. Mm-hmm. And I I, I don't want to say I quit a lot of things growing up, but I tried a lot of things growing up. Let's phrase it that way. Right. Um I tried a lot of things. I was like doing, you know, gymnastics and but a lot of like very like physical like activities and you know sports even which like if you know me that's the coordination is really isn't there for that I don't know where I was <laughs> trying what I was trying to do but as long
0: as you tried
2: <laughs> yeah I tried I got mm. like I played soccer for like all of two games got hit in the face of the ball and I was like I quit <laughs> so you know but you try things so I figured out um something along the line I was a singer and I got into theater stuff and I was sent to a theater camp and I was like really nervous though because I a lot of these kids had I truly was intimidated by. (laughs) And uh, we took an improv class and I really liked my instructor. He was really cool. And I think that's sort of what launched me into being interested in it. And it was so scary. I remember like I was already nervous and it scared me the most. And I was like, wow, why is, why does this scare me the most? And then it became intriguing. And then the whole idea of acting and performing was something that, you know excited me but also terrified me so conquering that and getting more comfortable with that and i love people i'm a i'm a really big people person mm-hmm. so i wanted to connect with people that way and i think comedy in general brings us closer as people so like oh yeah and in my family too we always we i grew up watching snl and like lucille ball carol burnett I'm, megan mulally like those are the mm-hmm. like my idols idols from a, like a, a pretty young age so getting to be like, maybe I could do that. Like that's where like the, the switch really flipped. And then it was kind of downhill, all uphill. I was going to say downhill, mm-hmm. but like, no, this is a good thing. Um, like, right. But uh, yeah, so then um I started, I, so I went to this camp, learned a little bit and I was in middle school at the time. And I went back to my middle school director. I had to quit the volleyball team because I got a part in that play. I was like, I'm sorry, I got a part. And I'm Athena in the Eddie Odyssey I got to go so uh
0: take opportunities <laughs> yeah right <laughs>
2: so but I went to her and I was like hey I maybe as warm-up games could we do some improv games like at rehearsals and stuff and she was like absolutely like so I started leading like the drama club doing things like that and then when I was in high school I took more classes and I went back and worked with the middle schoolers and then we put on these cabarets where we did imp- we played some short form like in the style of like whose line is it anyway yep um, yeah, we played some of those and I loved it. And a lot of people loved it. So it was something that everyone got excited to do and it makes you more confident. I think everyone should dip their toe into improv. I really do. It's so fun and it's very rewarding. And you know, it's, it is scary. And I will say like most of comedy is it's terrifying, but it's just to be able to laugh at yourself and not take things too seriously helps so much with a lot of uh, things just in, in life in general. So, yeah, then a uh, college, I decided to try out for the troupe, and uh, that was a great experience for three years. That was awesome.
0: Look at that. I, you know, it's quite coincidentally, I speak to your, one of your uh, fellow Stop Laughing Mom members, Chris Bailey, joins me tomorrow as we record. So, put you guys back to back. So, that's, I'm in the presence of greatness, and I enjoyed <laughs> spending my dollar for it. So, it was genuinely a dollar. Worth oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's true. I forgot we did that too. Yeah, like we, we really, we had a lot, a good thing going. I watched one of our uh, openers back the other day when I was editing videos. It was in the corner of my screen and I just had to like relive the nostalgia of just like silliness like buffoonery straight up buffoonery so they're they were a really great group of people though i had so much fun with them for so long for so long
0: yeah you guys are all of you your whole your whole group was very talented and it was a joy to watch so yeah. it's, and it's nice to see um you all continuing your uh, dreams one way or another so yeah. one of the things I would do want to ask with improv as you mentioned that everybody uh, should do it whether it could help even if you're not necessarily pursuing a career in the art it's still a good way to you know express yourself get your more yeah. comfortable what would you add on to that uh, on why uh, you know even for someone who isn't interesting and interested in performing per se why do you think uh, trying improv could be good for them
2: I think that it's courageous just to try. And yeah. that is sort of, you know, you could hate it too, because there are people that are like, Oh, I hate it. It's not for me. And that's fine. But to figure, like, to figure that out, to try and to, you know, put yourself in a position where you have to think on your feet and you trust yourself. You're going to learn, I think, hope, like hopefully the, the goal would be to learn that you're more equipped than you think you are. And mm-hmm. it just, it, that's why it's a huge confidence booster, and that's kind of what it has been for me, even in things in scenes that go terribly, and in things that just, you know, not even always for uh, comedy purposes, because uh, in my acting training we did also did dramatic improv, and that left yeah. its mark on me, you know, because it's really building something from nothing in the moment, and that is the most authentic thing you can do, because it's just you you're, you have no nothing to rely on, no crutch, and it's about like trusting the other persons or or yeah. people and that's great. So like kind of learning how the biggest thing with it is to kind of engage with someone else and build something together, you know? So that's, that's, I think why everyone should do it is because it just can help you and one other person connect. And you're in this together, whether the boat sinks or floats, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's kind of like going on a roller coaster. You're like, this could be whatever it's going to be, like, you know,
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh one of the this my last thing hitting on the improv real quick is mm-hmm. I know I I believe the I believe is the number one rule or message is it's always yes and, right? Correct? Yeah. That's the motto. So <laughs> yeah. Could you explain to me and the audience what that exactly means? I'm sure a lot of people have heard yeah. that phrase before when it comes to improv, but as you who's literally an expert in it, can you talk to me what does that mean exactly?
2: Oh wow. Um so yeah, yes and basically if I, if I if you and I were doing a scene right now and mm-hmm. I and I said, you know, well like wow, it's going to be a great game today, implying we're like on a baseball field. You can't be like weird because we're on the moon. Like you mm-hmm. can't like just change like what's already kind of been established because it's about building something. So saying yes and is agreeing and contributing and not negating and competing. So that's the difference. And that's the crucial point. That's why it's, you hear it over and over again. And there are other really important rules when you get like into it, but the baseline is just roll with it. That's what it means. You know,
0: I like surrender to it,
2: roll with it. Yeah
0: perfect google image way to explain it i appreciate it thank you and uh what are some of your favorite improv games you mentioned like i heard i know one game i heard i don't know if you you know thomas middle and and ben schwartz ever heard of them
2: yes oh i love their stuff they're so oh, good yeah. they're very very good like that's the other thing is once you have someone who you work with like on that level that's that's the dream team like that was their stuff is so funny i love that yeah
0: well, we all know here, me and the audience knows that you're on your way to their level. Uh, so, <laughs> so just one of the questions, though. So I know some of the games, one of the games they like to play, I've heard is like one game, Don't Laugh. And just, you mm. know, you just try to make them not laugh or um, audience suggestions. Like what to you are some of the cool improv games to play? Yeah, you like well. To play?
2: Um, I honestly, for most of my experience, I did short form improv, which is a lot of character based stuff, which Mm -hmm. for me, I loved because I loved like the same kind of uh, feeling that when you're in your Halloween costume, this is I (laughs) forgive me, because I don't think I'm prepared to say this. I'm hoping this analogy works. Um, But if you're like in your Halloween costume and you're like, I am Batman, like I'm not me. I'm Batman. And you just kind of have that sort of like not disguise, but that like you take on that confident persona and I think that's what short form character work did for me where I could all of a sudden be like an old man or I could I could be whoever I wanted to be and you know or who or whoever my scene partner told me I was and I'm not me for that moment and so I love doing short form and character for that reason long form is something that I continue to work on. Cause that's what you see in those, like, you know, middle distance towards specials. That's so excellent and so fine tuned and hard to do. Uh, it's just, it's, it's so fun, but you, it, you really have to listen and I like it cause it's tricky and I like it cause it's
0: hard. Cool. 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 That's, yeah. that's what we like to hear. Like JFK was said, we do things cause they're easy, not cause they're hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my last thing that just really interests me that you mentioned you've been taking classes at UCB. How yeah. is that? What's going on? And um, you know, how has the pandemic you know made some adjustments to to doing that? Are you guys doing virtual classes or just waiting this out? Um, what's going mm-hmm. on with the UCB right now? Yes, and, and so, prior to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, seventeen-year-old me when I really kind of figured out that was going to be a fixture of what I wanted um, to do. Uh, you know amy poehler was a huge yep. like idol of mine and she was on the ground floor of that so uh send so many sense, you know abby alana broad city donald Glover, mm-hmm. robert plaza like all of these yep. people that are just like so respected uh, and so cool so i knew i wanted to do that a uh, 17 year old me was super proud i finally got to do it i couldn't start right away so i started in late january of 2020 so you can expect mm. how that ended up um Unfortunately, they haven't been able to keep their real estate, but they swear they're still around. Which is good. I still have some of my money. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> but I will be returning if they have classes, because I really, really like the vibe there. And the uh, teachers are really cool The community. I think that's the other important thing is they had such they built such a community of people. And I was able to meet other people with similar interests to me. And, you know, being an actor, we're always around performative people, but it was really nice to meet like people who are like, oh, yeah, I write sketch or people who are just taking the class on a ground level to be like, yeah, I've never tried this. This sounds scary. Let's do it. And work with people who have not even acted and had no experience. And I think that's one of my favorite things to do. So I loved it there. Uh, I loved it there quite a lot. And I hope that they do come back strong. I think they still have some uh, some real estate down at Subculture, which is one of their theaters. Um, but we're kind of told, you know, like hold on and we're going to resume in person. They didn't do anything online, uh, or they offered some stuff online, but it was more writing classes. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get through the improv first. My goal was to do all four levels and then hopefully be on like a house team and do the independent study and get certified to teach it. That was the goal. I hope I still can do that in the
0: future. Hey, it's never too late. I feel, I feel we are all just, you know waiting for this all to, to end the, the pandemic. Most of all, obviously, most of all, we're just safe and healthy and then yeah. resume for resume our, our, our lives and our passions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm sure we're, once that's done and we are as best, I, I think, you know, I'm not an expert, but I'm someone who trusts science and trust that we're moving in the yeah. right direction, that, you know, we are getting our vaccines. We're yeah. having more programs to get them. And nothing but our health love for our healthcare workers and people working oh, working the health front lines first. to make yeah. that. So you know yeah. we are what's great about the winter, it is too cold to move out and who knows what the spring brings as we continue to get these That's vaccines.
2: true. So. That is true, that is true. Yeah. I, I actually I was really, really fortunate. Uh I am half vaccinated right now and I'm right. going to get that awesome. second shot. I'm really, yeah, it's very exciting. I know. I've, I'm so you, excited.
0: Just to make sure, you, it is okay to say congratulations for that, right?
2: Absolutely. Felt like I cool felt so cool. Like I felt, I felt and, and, so uh, unqualified. For your bravery
0: but, yeah. and and your bravery and showing that it's okay.
2: So, oh my God. It's so okay. I think that we all want to get back to life. And, I, and just going back to the community, like things like uh, UCB and just like theater in general, I just wanted to touch on like that and the whole, community of artists let's just say you know they always say after a plague there will be a renaissance i do feel that i do believe that um and also i think that if anyone knows resilience and like retribution it is the artistic community it's artists
0: you know yeah Yeah. why don't we get hop into that right away let's talk let's talk about the theater community and what what amazing talented individuals like you and all other friends and soon to be friends and people we don't know but are doing the right thing why don't you talk to me about in general what's going on with you know at this point february 2021 with the theater community Mm -hmm. and what we hope to see in the upcoming months um uh past the pandemic because we i i'm somebody who believes that art has really pushed a lot of people through this pandemic even if some people don't want to admit it but it really has but we appreciate our artists continuing to inspire entertain and inform us so why don't you talk talk to me about what's been going on with that
2: yeah i i know that a lot of i can really only speak of like my web of artists and what i know is going on i know so many things are happening despite which is like despite what's going on and us not being able to really get together, it's difficult acting, you know, with like a ring light alone in your bedroom. And Mm -hmm. like, then you click off and that's the show. There's no, you know, applause. There's no audience. It's just a weird, very like, you know, substitutional way to do this. But the fact that it's still happening shows everyone that we are like ready and waiting. And that's, I just really feel this energy coming up from once things are safe again, and once we can do what we love to do and what we're qualified to do, that's really what it is. It's like, we have all of, like a lot of people from different uh, backgrounds, different walks of life, they become artists because that's what they are. So I really look forward to when everyone's kind of going to be able to explode and express themselves again. But the fact that people are doing zoom readings and the mm-hmm. fact that when people are doing podcasts, like yeah, it's, exactly. it's clearly happening. It's clearly that we're still around. We're not Given up? We're not dormant. This isn't like a phase. Like it's gonna be. It's no, gonna it's be not. great. It's gonna be If you've ever watched a Netflix show, you art has benefited you.
0: So. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my thing. Look at my wall. That's, all, that's right. all with Exactly. Artists. So. so and it. Just, just it also just a diverse, it's a diverse with that. I just whether I have marvelous Miss Mazel or Jimmy Stewart mm. or the cast of Atlanta and all my various movies there. You
2: yeah, I got I'm some so great bar- stuff on the
0: wall. Oh, yes. I if you don't mind, I could just do the quick. Twist.
2: Oh, wow! I get a 360. <gasps> oh, wow! Oh my gosh.
0: Once the uh, once I can have people in this studio of mine, it's gonna that's be that's so
2: that's very cool. You built that in quarantine?
0: Yep, all of that. Oh. I, uh, I mean, the, what a know, good the room project. was there, so I yeah. just put every every person he she or they who inspire me and of all i think one of the unique things as me for me is i genuinely can be inspired by everything by all the genres and norms of people like Mm -hmm. i said who not a lot of people have a jimmy stewart photo (laughs) with marma mazel and the cast of Atlanta on my side. Right. Mutity or, di- or, you know, Curb and, and Letterman. And, uh, Oh yeah. I, I, am just somebody who really appreciates art from art store, art and storytelling in particular from all walks of life. Like absolutely. Well, name the TV show or movie. I'll watch it no matter what the mm-hmm. genre is, whether it's a hardcore macho man, uh, action thriller, or I like a, Calm, a calm a, a, or what I should say, a calm moving romantic comedy that shows yeah. about love. I'm just somebody who just loves great stories, no matter what the language is and what year comes uh, out.
2: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely agreed.
0: And it's just I'm somebody who gets inspired from it. And mm-hmm. that's why I have these, whether it's a podcast or a movie or TV yeah. show or sports that reminds me of what's possible and stuff. A hundred
2: percent. And then mm-hmm. we're going to create things when it's more when it's possible, like to do that, like full scale, <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You know, go big or go
2: home. Right. It's,
0: it's it's that's exactly that's what I think about every day when this is over. And like I said, I was commuting in the city and I miss it every day and I just mm-hmm. can't wait to go back. And after um, so I'm in production world And did a lot of broadcasting yeah. So uh, And I've also the, My brief theater stints Has been with theater casting I worked in Lawrence Stanzic casting office Prior oh, to this cool. So I That's oh. a very It's all near and dear to me And I'm yeah. somebody who, who, who I just want to be myself And this was a great way for myself And then it was just one bad interview That I got rejected for I was like You know what I'll make my own content And prove that I can do it And we prove it Oh I, yeah
2: Oh, and so many people are creating their own content. I've been scolded for not being on TikTok. I made my first TikTok for my <laughs> one of my film classes like this week. Like I was so not about it. I w- I'm not tech savvy, so mm-hmm. getting into it was very difficult. And but it's all what's when
0: it's not what you got you work with what you got you know oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and it, it's funny you can that's what I enjoy about tiktokers it's it's opening up more people who are want to be storytellers and filmmaking aspects and who wants to talk about these movies and are into all yeah. these types of people now so it's 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 just an, it's great and I'm not only doing this for my career but I just genuinely love talking and pursuing it and also mm-hmm. just want to give a, confidence and give a and show the worth of my guests, whoever they are too, and, and to provide that. So Mm. just as long as you're productive with it. And uh, Mm -hmm. I appreciate people like you who do do stuff like that and pursue it no matter what.
2: Absolutely. You got to move forward. You got to, you know, show, show, make your stand, make your mark, leave your, leave your mark.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Mm. speaking of leaving your mark, uh, (laughs) if we could just talk about this, uh, One of your other passions before we uh, move back into some theater and movie stuff, one of the things, Natalie, that is great about you is you're someone who does the right thing, in my opinion, when pursuing things that need to be changed, whether in terms of social justice, whether in terms of feminism, whether in terms of the rights of the LGBTQ community and other various things that I'm sure I would love to hear uh, yeah. you discuss and provide and also teach uh, other things you're passionate for and things to change. Why don't you go through with that? You know, we don't live in a perfect world, but I believe there's always a great chance to change it. Why don't you talk about some of the things that you feel need to be changed and what you've been doing to help provide that change and hopefully what you want to see in the future.
2: Yeah. That, wow. There, there's a lot that comes to my mind. Um,
0: we have you as know, much time as you want. So
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I I think, first of all, uh, there are a lot of conversations uh, have are, are now being had that were not able to be had in years past. So um, I also, you know, even speaking to like my grams, who was like really around during a lot of like, she was very socially active. And she was like, you know what? It feels very similar right now because in big moments of change, you know, you dedicate yourself to that. So then the next generation can pick up where you leave off. And I do believe that 110%. So yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's it, speaking of like, we're all, we're all performers or we're business or whatever we are, we're people first. So being a person first, it means is that we have to look out for each other and not just worry about ourselves. And in a world where we can do that and sort of, spread the wealth and make sure everyone is uh, respected and just treated fairly. You know, this is even in terms of this country that we are fortunate enough to live in, you know, it's the liberty and justice for all, not some. So I think that is really important. And and making honestly, it's time to listen, though. I, I, I can say as much as I can say, but it really is time to listen to these people who have something that they need to say that needs to change and that so many people have been affected by. And I think it's important to be able to look beyond yourself and to see suffering and lend your hand Mm -hmm. if you can. That's the only way that these things will, will we can right our wrongs. And whether that is like a lot of people, you know, they'll like a page on Facebook or they'll make a donation or Mm -hmm. then some people, you know, like fly to somewhere and do, you know, build houses, whatever it is that you feel you can do to somehow move uh, the, just the human race forward is I guess that you dedicate your time. That is so important for all of us to step up and do and not sort of live in our own bubble in our own world. So I, I, yeah, I guess that there's so much needs to change and there's so much that we can change together collectively. I'm very excited. And also, uh, I'm, I think everyone's kind of ready to, you know, that's in who we elect. That's in, uh, what, how we just treat others just on a very simple, basic level like how we treat each other. How do you treat your neighbor and how do you treat someone who you've never met? And it it doesn't like look or sound or act anything like you. I think it's important to uh, be open-minded and to move forward in a very progressive way. Uh, And I I actually appreciate because this podcast has a great range of people. I've seen that you've had a lot of different people with with their various beliefs and i love the fact that we can reach compromises i do believe when it comes to certain human rights there is no compromise and i think that that's where i, I that's where i'm going to stand today and that's what i'm going to say
0: well that was very admirable and inspiring thank you for sharing that with me natalie and thank you for your kind words and yeah that's that's what i wanted to show that we can have a compromise and i think i've been fortunate enough to be born in a very you know be born in a background that can allow me to communicate with people from all walks of life mm-hmm. and there's just naturally like that as a mixed race person and it's been it, it's been a blessing with that and i just wanted to prove and show that maybe people we've seen from different backgrounds and maybe at first we didn't understand but I just wanted to show how human, how at the and that was the most important thing I got was from you speaking was the importance of listening and the importance of understanding most of all that we're human and treated as human beings, no matter our orientation, no matter our gender, no matter our where we come from, and that's that's really important for me to show. And I mean, I I I happen to be somebody who is willing to make that, but anyone could do what I do as I'm just a human. And whether you're regular, whether you're able bodied, whether you have to overcome from a disability of some sorts, we're all humans that can pull it off. And I just wanted to Mm -hmm. really prove if I could just as I do this for my career, in general. But this is more important, just a purpose to, to show that. And I, and I, and I believe what you're saying. If it's it was time for a change, maybe I didn't agree with how things were for run for for many years. I now mean, it's for a change. but It's also time to listen. It's also time mm-hmm. to listen to people that we don't agree with, and but also give them the respect to do that. And if yeah. you just treat, I really believe in the golden rule: treat people the way you want to be treated. You know, mm-hmm. not everybody. Yeah not everybody follows that or listens and that's what we mm-hmm. call losers, but <laughs> just let them go and just make sure. And we just hope that they right. find their own peace in one way or the other. So
2: yeah,
0: yeah I, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that and, and the importance of listening too.
2: Yeah. That's, that comes first. That comes first, you know, especially if you're not, uh, but if you don't belong to a certain group who is trying to speak up, you know, you need to make space for them and put and give them the mic. If that's what it is.
0: Yeah. You know? And it's worth hearing those stories. Like I said, everything is a great story. And mm-hmm. as long as you have the patience for it and it's worth having the patience, everybody can laugh. Everybody can have the feels. We're inside out All the emotions mm-hmm. hit. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I I just a strong believer in that. And I'm excited to be in a generation that is starting to see that as well.
2: Yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I am hopeful.
0: Absolutely. Same here. So why don't we uh, switch gears from there, too? All right. And just one another thing, I just want to hear on the comedy that fascinates me. Mm. I did not know that you were in the work that you have been pursuing stand up as well. Why don't you mm. walk me through your early stand up career? How's that been going? Okay. How has it been generating material? How is Natalie Hardy the stand up aspect of your many <laughs> the talents? Stand
2: up. She, I will say, as a, I, I have really. I've written stand-up for quite a bit, actually. I wrote ri- right. a lot in college. Yeah, I never really... I did it in, like, an acting class, and then I was up there for, like, 20 minutes, and the, you only had to be up there for 10 minutes, and I didn't mean to. Yeah, I sat back <laughs> down, and I asked uh, my friend Josh. I was like, Josh, how long was I up there? He was like, you're up there for 20 minutes. And I was like, really? <laughs> so uh, then I was like, oh, wow. And I mean, to be honest with you, it's no secret that I do like to talk. <laughs> um, so no that's, problem. like, the... Gift of the, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, I guess... Uh, uh so yeah so I I thought that's something I know I can do. So I mm-hmm. started it's it's harder than it looks. It's very difficult. But I did stand up twice at two bars here in Queens and uh the first time it was an open mic they're like you have 5 minutes and I was like yeah I got 5 minutes. That's only 5 minutes. Turns out 5 minutes can be like an eternity mm-hmm. if you if you don't really realize. Um I wrote a bunch of new stuff too which was a very <laughs> ballsy move and I <laughs> up there and thankfully someone coughed during my set which I was like you know I said I was like oh sir are you okay and, like,
1: hey. <laughs> and
2: then like later I checked back and I was like are you okay sir are you okay <laughs> and it was thank god he did that because honestly I did not have five minutes <laughs> um so the next time I did it I was feeling a little bit better I knew what worked, I went in and I added some more and that's sort of what you have to do is like yeah. I really you got to try and fail and that's Something I am no stranger to, so I guess <laughs> I'm really excited to explore it more. I didn't get to do it a lot before things got sort of went south. I started taking class at UCB and felt more comfortable with it, and talked to other standups. And that's I think where it comes from is like if you know if I ask someone a question like, hey, like where do I go? What 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 clubs do I I hit up? Because there's a circuit, there is, but yeah. you know it's it's tricky. And there are bring shows. This is outrageous. There are bring shows you have to like bring you know, people with you that have to buy two drinks and watch you do like your three minute slot. Mm -hmm. And I have great friends who totally would, would, they would let me drag them to those events. But uh, I'm excited to do it more. Uh, The the pandemic put a pause on it, not on the writing of it, but on the performance, uh, simply because I didn't, I felt without the ambiance and I felt without the actual human beings in the audience. Uh, It wasn't, you know, if I'm just doing it to a camera, I'm not really understanding and feedback and that that's to me it wasn't really stand up i know people who have more experience can definitely make it work and they're killing it but i'm very new at it i'm very uh, interested in it and i think for sure it's something i'm going to continue to oh.
0: explore I'm really excited for you Natalie and <laughs> if you ever if you ever need any help for those bigger shows I'll come and I could promote it for for Thank the uh, <laughs> I could promote it on this show because I believe everyone has it in them to be to be funny and a great stand-up and leads them to yeah. great success so and I know it's mm. not that easy and com- comedians have a special place in my heart because they really grew our industry f- as podcasting so oh that's, yeah that's oh, why yeah. it's always special to me and I'll always support anyone in those shows who need it so i just love being in that environment
2: oh like it's 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 a great it's a great place i mean people go there just to laugh like go there to make fun of stuff that they see on the street like observational humor or experiences i talked a lot about my personal life which for me was weird because i was like i'm Mm -hmm. just telling a bunch of strangers like facts about like dating and my parents and stuff like that it's so (laughs) strange but it's really freeing you know it's like cool because that doesn't matter like they're not gonna they're right. not gonna know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's
0: that's the, uh, you know, that's everybody, even the greats bomb oh, and yeah. trying to figure out materials. I don't know if you, you know, a great Netflix movie. Uh, well, it's not, it's on Netflix. It's not a Netflix movie. It's called Comedian. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, have you, you seen it? Seinfeld and Orny Adams and, you know, that showing that oh. even – it was hard for him to create material and even Seinfeld after the Seinfeld sitcom success and ah. Orny trying to pursue it. It's, it's, it's a craft that you, you do have to earn your keep and pledge through, but at the end of the day, you have a, you have a pretty great job and you help and you distract a lot of people from things for yeah. good reasons. And Absolutely. that's, that's just why stand-up's always special.
2: I've person, always, right? I've always loved up And I think actually, uh, my favorite comedian right now is Beth Stelling. She came mm-hmm. out with a 2020 special called Girl Daddy, and it's just like I've I, I heard kind of of,
0: her. I've heard I of feel her.
2: like that's the first time I saw someone. For, first of all, we had the same haircut. We were taking the same <laughs> medication for acne, so I was like, "Oh my God, she's me!" Like it was like one of the first <laughs> things. I was like, "This is so crazy!" Like I saw someone who I thought, you know, I could definitely do this. And then since then, I've researched so many, you know, stand-ups that are that are women mainly. Like I'm, I'm really yeah. focused on women in comedy. I, there's a lot of greats, but. I feel like, you know, it's so cool to hear stories that sound that I can identify with. Right. And that like I was like, yeah, I talk about that stuff, too. Like it's, it's cool, like to feel as though there's definitely like not only an audience for you, but a community of other like badass, funny people who oh. want to talk about stuff that you want to talk about.
0: I love, you know, I love hearing female comedians because just hearing all those perspectives and funny is funny. Whether you're a Nikki Glaser or a Wendy Williams or a or a uh, it's hard. Her name's it's it's I, I know I'm going to botch it, but are I, Irene, Irene Schlesinger.
2: Oh, oh, Eliza Schlesinger.
0: Yep. Eliza yep. Schlesinger. And my yeah. favorite female comedian is Annie Letterman. You know, have you heard mm-hmm. of her?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: she has a really cool overcame a lot of obstacles. So I just yeah. support anybody being funny, being funny. So, oh
2: yeah, just telling their stories and like making people laugh. That's a really noble yet silly thing to do. I like it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and you know who you'd actually want funny story, you know, Caroline's comedy club.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I interviewed to be Caroline's assistant. How'd it go? Well, I, I think it went great. So I happened to saw it and indeed that I applied and uh, I got through my screen. I guess I interviewed her with her previous her previous assistant. And then um, I would just went up to Broadway at uh, top there. And I went at like 12 in the afternoon on a Thursday again, right before the <laughs> pandemic. Ah. And I was just I she made me wait for like 15 minutes in the comedy club by myself. Nothing was there. Oh, and then we <laughs> just see this person who helps so many careers and, and it it was just really easy because I listened, this was before I did the podcast. And again, pre COVID, this happened mm. um, the very last week of February. So we're hitting a year and it was just easy to talk. I just talked comedy with her about 20 minutes at 30 minutes. And then also That's just showing awesome. my pursuit of why I felt I'd be a good assistant to her. And mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, she said amazing things. And she said it was a pleasure to meet me. I mean, not to toot my own horn or anything like that.
2: (laughs) No, please. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's so cool.
0: It was just, I really appreciate her, her considering me, you know, Obviously, I'd never heard what happened, but also the pandemic. So who knows? Yeah. I just hope the comedy club's still open, and as long as I could at least get her respect, that's really all I cared about. And then it made me feel comfortable, just if I could speak to someone of high power like that, I could do that for yeah. anyone. And uh,
2: oh yeah, oh so- yeah.
0: I just it was just really podcast that made it comfortable to speak. And uh, yeah, so uh, I I figured if she could consider me, hopefully others will, too. And
2: absolutely something touching on the uh, comedy clubs right now are suffering in New York. So if anyone like has any spare change and they can throw them that way, I would appreciate it. So one day I could also do that. Yeah, but uh, great things are happening. though. I know when it was warmer out, they did stand up in the park where all the parks had these awesome stand up shows. I went to a lot of them. And uh, these are all people from like Comedy Central and like the late night show mm-hmm. circuit and stuff like that. Very cool. Uh, a lot of lots of fun. And then when it got cold, this I find just hilarious. They uh, filed as a religion called Temple of Laughter. So they could start doing stand up in churches.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's so a, smart. That's something I support. <laughs>
2: yeah. I thought, I mean, like, Kind of like spooky doing stand up in a church, like I guess. But still, like that's so cool.
0: Get your so blessings one awesome. way. Or, get your blessings one way or the other. <laughs> and yeah, no, seriously, support the comedy clubs. Not only for the comedians, but for the staff, uh, wait, well, the serving staff, the people who cook. Yeah. Everyone needs it, whether you're comedy sellers, your Gotham's, Carolines, Boston's, like exactly. those Manhattan ones. I'm sure you're more versed. Yeah, I mean, you even know even more in the other outer boroughs. But to help, please help them out.
2: There, 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 are some, and there, there's one in Queens specifically that you know I'm trying to like go just like they had lemonade. I was like, I'll take three yeah. lemonades. Like I just like stay open because yeah. we all need a place to get our our start and absolutely earn our keep.
0: Do you do you know which um, club that is off the top of your head?
2: Yeah, it's QED. It's uh, yeah, it's called QED, and it's like right near uh, my apartment, so it's really nice uh, that it was right there, and I just could walk in.
0: Please help our friends at QED and everywhere else. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, yeah. and just always support your local businesses in general. Mhm. Oh man.
2: Truly really support local. Buy local it's good. We can, we can do it. We could do it. Not everything has to come from Amazon guys. You know, we got it. <laughs> that's,
0: that's what I prefer. I prefer the local ones. It's just another kick. And that's uh, yeah. the best part of, I, that's my best part of life is just seeing what the other ones, you know, corporation and mainstream building can only go so far.
2: Truly. Uh, you know, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, you don't want your thing just to be a number, you know, someone baked that croissant with love by that croissant, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: seriously. (laughs) As uh, and why don't we just hit on some of the things in general, as we talked about our walls and just other arts. I just (laughs) so curious, Natalie, what are you binging right now? What are your things you're watching
2: Okay. I like to
0: geek out on thing on movies and yeah. TV just cuz.
2: Absolutely. Uh as of late, I had I had to like scale back. I felt like I'd watched so many things over and over again. Because we all get in that habit, right? Where we watch oh, yeah. like the same show. Cause it's comforting. Cause you're like, I, and then I was I would say the lions along with the TV show. I'm like, this has to <laughs> stop. This is enough. Um because in quarantine, what are you what else are you doing? Um let's see. I just I oh I love There's a show I love. Um so it's on Hulu. It's uh, a comedian I saw right before the pandemic went, and he is just like so uh, so charismatic. His name is uh, Josh Thomas, Josh and it Thomas. Is his yes, and his show is called Please Like Me. It's on Hulu. It's a wonderful. It's Australian. It was from uh, formerly on Pop TV, and then it came to. I think he now is, uh, has a show on Freeform. Mm-hmm. He uh, it was is now doing. Um, it's gonna be okay, or. It'll be okay. Oh, now I'm, now I'm blanking on the the name of his freeform show. However, he's wonderful, and this show—a bit of a trigger warning. They do talk about mental health quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I saw these characters, loved these characters. It was a very quirky show. Uh, every show, episode is titled a uh, the name of like a dish that he cooks because he's also like likes cooking. I like um, that. Yes, and then somehow in the episode he'll like make it, but it's not the focus at all. The focus is the characters. He wrote it with like his best friend. That's always the best stuff. Like when people who like each other write something and it's not, you know, super corporate, you always get some really authentic conversations and some really great ideas. So I loved that show. I uh, got to watch that in quarantine. I'm trying to think about if there's any other ones. I also watched a lot of like mm-hmm. cooking shows and a
0: lot of reality stay entertained. shows. entertained. And and I yeah. think the show you were mentioning, I just looked up, it is called Please. I'm oh, sorry. Everything's gonna be okay. Yes, you do. Uh, yes, you yes.
2: Right. Great. Him
0: and Kayla Cromer. Kro-
2: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that he's got some great stuff, and I was able to see him down at Soho Playhouse, right, like literally a week before things shut down. And
0: how about that? Uh, wow. I
2: know. I like just took. I, I actually got the last ticket. Someone from UCB who worked at the theater was <laughs> like, "Hey, there was a cancellation." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Just because I had just watched his show for the first time, and I was like, "This guy's great. He's so like." very authentically himself and i think that's really important to bring on to screen.
0: That's that's yeah. what i like to and, and showing those other stories and even if you know when we do uh portray stories of mental health that as long as we do it in a genuine delicate way and you know oh, it yeah. still can be it is still it can it can be and will be entertaining as long as it's good.
2: Yeah, and it's also from his personal experience too, so that's something that is like Important to, to note is that he yeah. brought it in such a really eloquent way, and even like the shots, like the nature shots when they go hiking, are beautiful. So, every part of the show, I was oh, like, I This is yeah. excellent, I'm gonna recommend this to people. And everyone I've recommended it to has really liked it. Um, I've watched a lot of other stuff, but right now my brain is just shuffling through. I just started Surge Party, like just started Surge Party on mm-hmm. HBO Max. Um, uh, because I recognize the actress who played maybe from, um, rest of development. And I was like, that's her all grown up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard good things
0: about that. I mean, I love HBO max so much. That's oh my great. God. Me too. <laughs> it's the only
2: subscription I pay for. I
0: totally cop all my other prescriptions. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's, I, I, uh, fit on my way through it. I mean, I just watch every, I've every, as I mentioned, everything I can. And you know, one th- great Hulu show, if you haven't seen, uh, when you were saying stand-up comedian Hulu, I thought, Is it going to be the one I'm thinking of? But you just did another great suggestion, which I like. But I really like the show Rami, which is about Shichu and Rami Youssef. And it's just showcase a millennial living in all this Jersey City. So pretty much that Mm -hmm, New York connection mm -hmm. and is a Muslim millennial and just shows that he just in a both very... Great, dramatic, and very funny way, just mm-hmm. showing what it's like to be to be him. So it's I can't. Yeah,
2: anything. and he won for that too. Yes,
0: he did. So he won the Golden Globe, and yeah. if you've seen the Golden Globe Noms today, he was nominated again for the second. Season.
2: Oh, that's excellent. I haven't seen the Golden Globe Noms today, so I, I need to look that up when I get
0: home. Cool, cool. Well, do you have a computer, real quick? Do you want to like just if you want to just because I haven't I'm seen. In it front
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I am. You know what? Here, I'm going to use my phone just because this isn't my laptop. And as I mentioned before, tech is not my thing. I don't want (laughs) to burn the place to the ground.
0: Don't worry. We have the, take your time. (laughs) Do you want, why don't we, you want to just look really quick, like real skip, see if there's anything that catches your eye?
2: Let's see. Golden Globe. All right. So I'm looking up the Golden Globe knobs. And I'm doing
0: the same.
2: 2021. All right. See.
0: Good. It's gonna be co-hosted by the two legendary Tina Fey and Amy Poehler in different places. Tina Fey from New York, Amy Poehler from L.A.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's gonna be really cool. I'm so stoked they're doing it again. It's pretty oh, legendary. It's kind of like the feel good stuff people need right now, is they need to see like people they know and love oh, on yeah. screen do it. Still making stuff. I mean, Parks directed that reunion in the beginning of quarantine, it and that was, was great. everything that I'd ever hoped for. So that was <laughs> so such a feel good. All right, the I, 78th Golden
0: Globe. That's I actually cute. have a hey, Tina and Amy uh they have oh, excellent. up there. So. Oh
2: wow. I love I um, love both of their books. I I have read both of their books multiple times, I think.
0: I've only read Tina's book, but I still have to get oh, to Amy's, but I Amy's love is Bossy, a for
2: Oh yeah. Actually I bought that in the library at UHART. I walked in, it was right <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. And I was like, That's perfect. Fun. Yeah, I walked in, it was like right in the front. And I was like, that they knew I was coming today.
0: i just got this new new ipad maybe that'll be my first book for it
2: okay i think that that's a good idea i really i was so touched by her book i think she just it's it's like hanging out with a really fun person you know
0: yeah very good and i really like tina's tina's side of things and what and her not being discouraged even starting a little bit later and just knew Mm -hmm. she had Mm -hmm. her worth and she she is where she is and deserves
2: it 100 it's so cool everyone I, I also read a lot of autobiographies uh like oh, that's my shit that's right me too like I don't read a lot of I watch a lot of obviously like content but I don't read a lot of fiction if like, mm-hmm. it's like a play that's different but you know but I read a lot of autobiographies it's just because I'm like what got you to where you are who are you really at getting the oh, narrative yeah
0: that's you know? especially that with podcasts too the only the specific one is the mark marin what the fuck with mark marin if you've ever seen it i've heard of it no i'm oh it. natalie <laughs> every, every relevant person in the entertainment world has sat down with mark maron he has a spot here he's most influential okay. podcast uh one of the most influential podcasters to me and that his spin is just Get in the origin stories. I mean, you name it, he, she or they've been on it. Yeah. Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, Tita Faye, uh Amy Poehler, uh, I'd be mean, like James Kahn or hmm. the late Robin Williams, which is a which is a hits you hard on that one. But so yeah. funny. uh Oh yeah. I mean where where do I where do I go?
2: It sounds like he's got he's had a lot of people on I'm there sure, that's yeah. I gotta check this out. I gotta check this out. I, gotta, I just looked at the
0: 1,200 episodes. There's someone here for everyone. Whoa. And just, you know, just get lost in it. I highly recommend it. And oh, a yeah. a lot of them on YouTube. But you Wait. were saying, what were you thinking of the Golden Globes?
2: I, so actually, I just, because I, I just saw this. I was like, all right, hold on. So Palm Springs, which I think was on, who was the Hulu movie, is Yeah, with Yeah, I loved that. I thought the writing on that was actually really, really good. Oh, and yeah. And what is the actress's name? Because I love her. She was in How I Met Your Mother. She's
0: yes. the mother. Uh, wow. and she was also in Wolf of Wall Street. <sighs> if you don't
2: she's she's great. Uh, I'm just look, looking now at like I'm like wow. I there's some stuff I have yet to see. That's I did kind of slow down my role on. Yeah, this new is stuff. just.
0: I was just looking, just your general reactions, what you've seen, if you could, uh, you know.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I saw Soul. Soul is excellent. I'm glad that's nominated. Great. I haven't seen Onward. Onward is something I really wanted to see as well, but I haven't. Great
0: seen. Tom Hardy's in that and Chris Pratt. Uh, Kristen Miladi.
2: Kristen Miladi. Okay, great. Great. Because she's also, um she was in Once on Broadway. I saw her in that as well. So she's very, very talented. Oh.
0: She's, yeah, she's pretty, she's pretty great. Speaking um, of Broadway, we had a Hamilton nomination for best musical or comedy.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that great that that was, oh. that was on, on Disney Plus? Like I watched that with some of the yes. kids I nannied and it was my first time seeing it. So they were oh, really wow. into it. But I was like, gosh, <laughs>
0: like, this like is we're it, watching this. Is
2: yeah, it was magical. I,
0: it, it deserved it. It's just shot, it's shot so well. It's it, it, ah just portray the story and it's, you know, sometimes when you per, per, portray theater to screen, it's either hit or miss depending on what your camera angles on your lighting for that. But I think it deserves a great a combination job. for that. So
2: Agreed. They captured it very, uh, very well. I've seen it more than once on, now that I had it, I was like, Oh wow, I guess I got
0: to, I have it's a Lynn. Lynn is up in the top right-hand corner. He's hard Linn's to Lynn's there. It, so I got, I got there for everyone.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's so great. So I'm going to see like, what else have I seen, man? What about you? What do you what is that stuff on here that you are glad it's
0: there? So one thing, if you have Amazon Prime, if that's one of the mm-hmm. services you're mooching off of, yes, uh, <laughs> The Sound of Metal, which was one of is a top five, top ten movie of my life. Now mm-hmm. it didn't get a best picture nominee um, for Golden Globe. Hopefully it will have the Oscar. Okay. But Riz Ahmed. Getting a Best Actor nomination is extremely well deserved. The Sound of Metal is mm-hmm. about a a drummer who loses his hearing and becomes hearing
2: impaired. Oh, yes, I um, I saw the trailer to this. Yeah,
0: this movie, it's it's what it's the best part of movies when it can really make a profound effect on you because of Mm -hmm. the sound. It really brings you in for someone who loses their hearing. And it also brings it into, he goes to a rehab of people who are learning sign language, who are deaf, and it's, does it in a non corny and a non uh, throwing down your face way. So it's very, it's very important. It's a, it's a porn feel for me. It's a it's got a feels and I'm glad you got a best actor or not. And the sound mixing design so we can understand like some of the yeah. some of the aspects of that is uh, bar none. And I really, I really h- highly recommend it. So I'm glad to see that yeah. off the bat, you know, seeing the prom get nominated now for musical or comedy. Now, I do think the prom prom is good. I think that, yeah. you know, even for its predictability, I do think there's some t- amazing, talented singers in there, but mm-hmm. I do think some of the things could be different. So I'm not exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah not. T- I wasn't too amazed, thrilled with that either. Amazing. No, I, I, w- I wish. Honestly, I really wish they had a, some original cast who had worked on the show for like 10 yeah, years. That's the, weren't thing given the ch- Yeah, they weren't given the chance to audition. I thought that wasn't fair. And it came in right after there was like a lawsuit that, that happened and they had Brian yeah,
1: and yeah the show.
2: yeah yes because like ryan murphy just like bought it before that happened and called his usual team and it's great to have a great like community that you go to for of, like actors you can call on but these are people that definitely deserved uh an opportunity and a chance so it was fun it was a fun show to watch and everyone was great exactly. in it exactly but, you know, I'd rather no offense it's just not
0: best pictured not yeah
2: I, yeah i don't i don't agree but i actually i also see um Oh, gosh, On the Rocks, Bill Mar- Bill Murray's nominated. I still got I, to see that. I still have to see that, too. But I saw the trailer, and I was like, Bill Murray. Like, I'm so happy. <laughs> and it's the great Sofia
0: Coppola Murray. directing. She's always hits it out of the park. I like seeing Borat, though, for a best. Oh. Nom I do like, I thought the second Borat. I was, well, actually, I was happy to see it. when I. A lot of people say, well, they don't need another Borat. I was like, this is one of the best characters <laughs> ever. And <Look>. so funny. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Does it take it out of the edge? Does it make it cringy? It was just a funny um, commentary on American society. So.
2: Oh, my gosh. That, I watched most of that with my jaw on the floor. Like, it was just <laughs> so wild. I was like, I can't believe this exists. And I also can't believe yeah. that, like, Sasha did this. That's. Excellent.
0: Wow, he's 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 a spe- he's a, he Ooh. for our whole world. He's a special person for us, and we gotta give credit to Maria Bakalava, who's gonna be going far. He played the daughter of Borat mm, Uzun. Mm, mm. So so
2: it- yeah, so far that's incredible. What like wow? That's so like <laughs> right? In, it truly oh insanity.
0: And like you mentioned, I, I'm somebody who supports discovering new actors and giving them an opportunity. And she's she was a, an unknown. I actually think she was from Bulgaria originally. And that's so excellent. I
2: didn't I didn't know that. That's awesome. And especially with like a lot of the, the content that has been created, just like in the pandemic, it's yeah. been like the same people who can afford to like build a studio and pay to quarantine and whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of new faces that I, I hope we get to see. And I'm I'm not I'm not talking it just about me. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about everyone. I'm just. I talking mean, we about, could,
0: like, we're adding you to that, but I'll yeah. speak for you then, and all the Thank other you. actors who deserve Thank a chance you. because I'm somebody. Yeah. I genuinely care for seeing people get their, their spot. Yeah.
2: like, and it's great. It's really great to see. It. I feel like when when one succeeds, like you also succeed as an yeah. actor. Like to see someone like from you know like get their get their spot, well deserved. You know,
0: absolutely. I'm sh- awesome. I, I'm sure that's the same in the comedian world too. Seeing yeah. supporting all those. <laughs>
2: I hope so. I'm really, I'm really eager to get into what the comedian world is going to be eager and full and a little, a little nervous,
0: (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) we know we got, we know you got it in you. So,
2: Hey, there we go. Wow. The Queens gambit on here, the undoing Miss America. Great.
0: I still have to see that and um, Miss America, but I love Cate Blanchett, Mm -hmm. but we have the late Chadwick Boseman getting a nomination for best actor. So I was mm. special. And he was awesome in Maureen's Black Bottom.
2: That I that is something I have to see. I'm waiting for some friends to see that with. They're mm-hmm. all gonna do like a viewing, but uh, wow, wow, was he such a gift. Was he so special?
0: Definitely. hmm Definitely. Will never be forgotten.
2: Absolutely not. Shit's Creek. Yes, Shit's <laughs> Creek's on here. And I've been
0: host SNL this week.
2: I am so excited. Did you see SNL <laughs> last week?
0: I did. I was actually like,
2: yeah, I liked
0: it.
2: Yeah, I thought I was like John. I love John Krasinski. I'm not going to I'm not even going to lie. So I was going to watch it regardless. But I was like impressed. Maybe it's because it was like the first right out the gate, because sometimes I do feel like it gets a little bit, you know, especially with all the stuff that was going on. It was like a lot of, uh, you know, everyone on us, every time something happens in politics, people on SNL like just gravitate towards it and eat it up and like put it on mm-hmm. screen which is awesome that's like their job that's what they're supposed to do but it's also hard to like laugh at when you're living through it oh
0: yeah so
2: so this is a really nice like uh ch- change of pace a little bit of a pivot and yeah uh, I loved the cold open anything Kate McKinnon ever does I saw her get off the train once and I literally was like in awe I think I cried like <laughs> so I think it's, she, it's she, okay <laughs> yeah oh my god like there's she she was just walking to work, but our, our walk to work was the same, and I was running late. How about that. Oh yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just was like I was running late, and I saw her, and I was like, uh, I didn't know. I froze in time, and I was already late. I walked into the restaurant, and my manager was like, uh, like kind of like give me a look, and I was like, I just met Kate McKinnon. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't He's speak like, to her at all.
0: That's great, Natalie. Now go get to work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just looked at him with a big smile on my face and just told him a bold face lie because of how happy I was. <laughs> So
0: yeah. I mean, I I do the same thing to be honest with you. You know right. who I saw on the subway? I saw Rachel Dratch once. Oh
2: like, my kids. God. Like we
0: it was like a really packed subway, like morning commute one pre pre pandemic, of course. Oh, of course. She was just, of course. She was just chilling there, honestly. Like the essentially the way I'm speaking to you in this camera was mm-hmm. how close me and her were. And That's I was just, you know, in my head, was like Hey, Rachel, what's up?
2: What's I, up? I, I, right. <laughs> I never want to bother people. But even if I say uh, Jason Momoa came to after he was on SNL, he to Del
0: Frisco's. Hey, did you say what's and up? Does he have an after party to go to, though?
2: I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know if it was that night, but it was it was okay. a, he was in the, it was in town for that. I see. And uh, I was I literally can't believe it, but I like called out that night. And I didn't get oh. everyone the next day. I was like, you'll never believe Aquaman was here. Like <laughs> <laughs> he had a porterhouse by himself took get out in three minutes. Like it was so that, was, that was really funny. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. It's I, nice so, to so, so the legend. So the legend goals. I wasn't there. A
0: whole porterhouse <laughs> to the face. Well, I mean, no way or where where he gets his body. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there it
2: is. There it is. But yeah, every time I see anyone famous, I'm always like, I know I, I'd be probably really cool. I talk to them really cool. That's never the case.
0: <laughs> oh man, we, yeah, I've seen a lot of them from work, and you know, just understanding that they're just, as you said, people too, and know, you've gotta know. make them comfortable to showcase their talents.
2: Easier said than done. For some reason, I get, I get all weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I get all kinds of weird. <laughs> well, we just know that you'll just be a part of their company, and uh...
2: it'll become normal. You know, I <laughs> guess <laughs> one day. <laughs>
0: Just no awkward. The old I've heard. We've had a, on the show. We talked a lot of funny um, awkward celebrity counters, and we had Jada Lee on. Uh, she told me that she saw Lindsay Lohan downtown in the West Village. Was she okay? <laughs> <laughs> I guess this was, you know, yes, uh, an okay phase of her. But Great. The, but, but long story short, uh, she w- she went to get a cigarette and she smoked two and it was like, uh. I'm going to ask for her lighter so we can interact. And, yeah. and then so she gives the lighter and he she says um you can have this. I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> That's what Lindsay said.
2: Oh, wow. So this was a a good phase of hers and she was like this is yours now. Take my lighter. But I'm sure she saw <laughs> the lighter, right? She's like this was Lindsay Lohan's lighter. <laughs> that's so funny i don't want, so body, funny. I didn't want anything to do with you wow honestly i would have been like you were great in the parent trap and that's where it <laughs> <ends>. like i <laughs> actually lies i, I just watched mean girls was excellent i just watched it was it's so bad that it's great you know what i mean it's um mm-hmm. uh, oh gosh is it the uh, Elizabeth taylor confession? uh no it's the teenage drama queen one where she's uh Oh, is it, it? was like a not a, it wasn't a D, Disney Channel original movie. That's an important thing to note because there is some suggestive yeah. behavior in it. But it's uh, it was. Yeah, It was like uh, Is it
0: her like living in the floor uh, in like Manhattan and really rich.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, no, it was like it's basically she goes to high school and then she like ha- like there's a band that she loves. She said a new school in New Jersey. She moved from the city to New Jersey. It, <laughs> I watched it when I was younger and I rewatched it with a group of people before the pandemic. I was like, this is. So terrible. I loved this movie growing up. I knew all the words to the songs and everything. And Lindsay really had something about her, I guess, because she worked for quite a while.
0: Yeah, she generally had some talent in there and she had the chops, but, you know, it's it's, it's too bad what happens to to some people who get caught up. In it.
2: <sighs> I know, I know. But it's, that's so funny, the lighter thing. I'm not over it. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I don't want nothing uh, <laughs> like what would you do like wow
0: I'd, I'd be heartbroken I'd be sad <laughs> yeah,
2: just for, like, for <laughs> I
0: just that's that's just my that's my fear when meeting a celebrity I just I understand that people they get this all the time and you act like I'm the only person who recognize them so <laughs> it's just
2: yeah
0: I just want to you know be met up in other ways like a, if we could do a podcast and stuff and
2: oh absolutely like that, like that <laughs> that's the goal right like it's to have something in common or something to accomplish and I think that's You're right. They are. They're all just people like us. And, you know, that's great. Actually, who's the most famous person you've ever met?
0: The most. That's a great question. The most famous person I've ever met and like interacted with and say, hey, how are you?
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think myself, but I've really not met many famous people at this point in life. I lied about meeting K. McKinnon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but you were in her company, though. I saw her. So, From across the street. Like I get to, <laughs> as I've pictured like the people like the fans you've been around, like Jake Gyllenhaal was when uh, I worked at oh. Sirius. I, I see them all when I worked at Sirius all the time. I'd see might see like William Shatner, Stephen A. Smith. And oh my
2: gosh. Wow, um,
0: wow, You know, you know, one of the most the, I learned I had to earn my keep in this business was when I was this is my first week. So my first show, I worked for the Michelangelo Cinderelli show on Sirius X in progress. Well, cool. And he brought on Laverne Cox of Orange is the New Black. So I'm just like, yes, this is my chance to be Laverne Cox. Laverne I, Cox, yeah. I get this is my first big Hollywood story. I'm going to start like that. And then my producer said, Matt, you have to edit audio. And I'm like, oh, oh didn't even. And I remember it was well, I, this was so naive of me. I remember I had an Entertainment Weekly of her on the cover. Oh, wow. And I was going to. Even though I knew, even I knew beforehand, I probably shouldn't do this. But if there's any sneaky way I could do it, I'll just try. <laughs> but I just never got the chance to add audio. But I, mean, I have the podcast, so I guess it was worth it.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Uh-huh. I guess so. You know, it's one of those things. Like obviously, like, yeah. I met some people like after concerts, getting autographs. So after like a Bravo show, whatever. But I think um, for me, I think it was Casey Wilson, former SNL. Yeah, uh, oh, I yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know I, I, yeah, yeah. So that was. I think she was. She's the most famous. I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting something major. And, like, and like tonight I'll wake up in the morning like, oh, I forgot about this, but oh, I, I'll let you know. I don't think, I think that's it for me right now.
0: Oh, that, that still counts. Casey Wilson, I mean, she. I love her in Black Monday on the Showtime mm-hmm. show, if you heard of that. Yeah, yeah,
2: oh, absolutely, she's Bond she's great.
0: Girl and Julian Julia, so mm-hmm. she was great. She's yeah. awesome. Which, I like her a lot. And... But probably the most famous I actually met, say, hey, Mm. how are you?
2: I feel like, yeah, I I felt like I was like, you would probably know.
0: (laughs) So I already mentioned before was Anthony Bourdain when I was his gopher. I I was an intern at CNN. So that's where. Oh, okay um, Got it. I was a talent intern. And I remember, I remember, again, I didn't know how famous and how impactful he was.
2: Oh, my God. But
0: I. Just was, so we're in Columbus Circle and go out and say, You have to get Tony, Matt, my producer, Brittany. So I just see him smoking this American spirit, hanging out. I guess he got off of his, <laughs> his car and I he said, Hey, Mr. Bourdain, this is Matt. This is my ID. I used to meet you. And then he wouldn't talk to me the rest of the day. I just had to walk him around and see him mm-hmm. talk with other people. But right, it, it's fine. I just knew that the, yeah. you know, there's a price. I'm an intern, so I just had to earn my keep. So it was no I guess. So. Around, so wow.
2: And I just I think it's crazy. Like, I won't, don't know what it would like it would be like to be that famous and like to yeah. just get to walk around. I'm sure I'm sure he, you know it's, it's annoying when people like, you know, ask you questions and badger you for stuff, but oh, you know, yeah. you gotta be people first. You gotta be people
0: first. Absolutely. Unless you meet any stranger, that's how that comfortability comes in and
2: mm-hmm.
0: makes you stronger together. So
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. But Natalie, we've been make doing great content for an hour, for over an that's hour and a half. Crazy. This has been, Oh
2: wow.
0: I hope you've been enjoying it as much as I have.
2: Yes, absolutely. I this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. I, I hope you want to do it again, especially if, if you have shows to promote or anything. Feel absolutely, great. Just let me know.
2: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I can tell you right now. I uh, am in a part of a, part of a Shakespeare project going up from time yeah. for Valentine's Day. So let's plug it. it. Yeah. So uh, my friends in quarantine started this thing called All uh, All in Theatrics, and they're doing uh, Shakespeare, which is a project that's all of the famous love, lovers quarrels and uh, love scenes by the one and only Willie Shakes. It's going to be the 12th and 13th at 8 PM. It's a two night thing. So either pick one uh, or you can do both. If you really love Shakespeare and all of the donations, obviously it's free, but any donations go to the lost and found youth of Atlanta, which is a great uh, cause that they're both really passionate about. And we all should be passionate about as well. So that's exciting.
0: All right. So, yes, check those out. That's mm-hmm. going to be so. We're going to have you, we're having this launch on Thursday, the 11th. So, again, great. starting tomorrow, the 12th, Friday, the 12th, and Friday, the 3rd. Sorry, That's Saturday, good. the 13th. Yeah. You can check out Natalie and her crew perform and uh, with a great cause. So, yeah.
2: Uh, thank really you for fun. sharing
0: that just in time, too. So, thank uh, you. But my last thing we have to do before okay. we we sign off for tonight is this is actually awesome because, uh, have you heard of inside the actor studio?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So have you heard of the Prowse questionnaire with James Lipton's final questions he has?
2: I, I, maybe I have, but not, not recognizing the name right now. No.
0: Well, you'll hear it right now. So okay. press Prowse questionnaire as, uh, so inside the actor studio, James Lipton has his mm-hmm. famous, you know, he's talking about people he's interviewed and, uh, One of the things he borrowed from an old French show was The Prowse Questionnaire, and uh, I've inherited it for this show. So, Natalie, would you like to answer The Prowse Questionnaire, and then we'll uh, say goodbye?
2: Let's hear it. Yeah, I'd love to.
0: All right. So, my first question here in The Prowse Questionnaire. Natalie, what is your favorite word?
2: Oh, I feel like it's going to be an expletive. (laughs)
0: Feel would be feel be what you want. All
2: righty, all right. So uh, PG version, my favorite word would be yes. I love to hear the word yes. <laughs> and uh, no and then not PG, my favorite word. Can I? I can swear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can swear. All right, my favorite word is fuck. I'm gonna be honest.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So we love. Like I said, we always promote diversity on this show. There you go. Our semantics. So, what's your least favorite word?
2: Hmm. Um, let's see. I don't like the word Worcestershire because that whoever Worst did that was rude. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say that might be my least that. favorite word. Worcestershire. <laughs> yeah.
0: Worst assured. All right.
2: Sure. It's a, it's a, you know, the sauce is fine, but
0: Worcestershire,
2: come on, we can do better than
0: that. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so this question, so sometimes there's confusion with it. So let me just bring okay. it so this not, is not necessarily a sexual question.
1: Mm-hmm. This is
0: more of a life question. Okay. And only one person who didn't take it seriously when I said it that, so this <laughs> is a more of a life question, but what turns you on into in this world, whether it's Got laughter it. or hanging out yeah. with your loved ones, or if it's, if it's uh, rolling around in the grass, weird, flex, <laughs> but okay.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's see. I, I get really excited when I see, I definitely, when I see like people laughing over something, uh, I always kind of, even if they're across the room, I'm like, what are they laughing about? Like I've always want to be involved. Um, but yeah, I would say that. And also, uh, I really love to see, I, I, I love working with kids a lot. So I really like to see kids discovering things for the first time. And yeah. I've been fortunate enough to do that. Like I showed the cute one-year-old I, I work with, I showed her Velcro. It took her like an hour and it was like the best thing. I was like, see, like we can discover stuff every day if it's very simple, but, you know, enjoy the little things. So I love watching young people, but also anyone just like discover something and it changes them. And it, it's, you know, it's cool to see that on their faces and the uh, discovery is nice.
0: Well, when she becomes a fashion designer. <laughs> yeah, you <know> where. right.
2: <laughs> it's here we said it here. <laughs>
0: So, what turns you off in this world?
2: Ooh, uh, I would just say, oh wow, I would say, like, not someone who is, isn't open-minded, uh, misogyny, mm-hmm. uh, disrespect, in just in general, and that that you know, just that means you know, like racism, homophobia, and uh, classism, and all of the things that you know we talk about, and. That need to be need to work, be worked on. I think hate in general is hate is taught. I believe. I believe we're taught. Oh yeah, hate. You know, we're born with so much love and we're taught hate. So that's that's what turns me off. Hate.
0: I <laughs> hear that. Reasonable. That's reasonable, that right? Great answer for that. Really mm-hmm. great answer. Uh, number five. What sound or noise do you love? <laughs>
2: Um, I love when you swipe your card at Trader Joe's, there's that little jingle. <laughs> I love to, I I go out of the way. There's no Trader Joe's in, in Astoria. And if I'm working somewhere else, I'll hit Trader Joe's at the way home and buy like everything bagel seasoning and hear the little like, ding, ding, ding. like I love that sound. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Oh man, that's I. I, that's I thought favorite. you were going to say the subway metro card first. Oh no! <laughs> do that. My,
2: my least favorite sound is hearing a train that I'm supposed to be on leave the station. Oh, that's, that's my least worst. favorite sound. The screeching, and I'm like, nope, I'm supposed to. That sucks. It's gone.
0: Uh, the pain, I. It, it sucks when you go down the barricade and you're on this steps and then then it closes and then a, pre, a pre-pandemic world, when it was packed and you couldn't get oh, on yeah. and try to move. So you're the first ever person to already answer the question before I ask it, which is what's your least Sorry. favorite sound? <laughs> oh, yeah. no, it's fine. It's, you, you did it, so you made my life easier. That was,
2: <laughs> I think that is that, that just gives you so much anxiety when I hear a train leaving. And even when I'm not even going anywhere that day, I hear it, I'm like, Oh, no, I'm good.
0: But just panic for a second. Oh, man. So this is kind of funny because you kind of already answered this already, but I'll ask it again. But what is your favorite curse word?
2: Oh, that, that would be fuck. I should have waited to say fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I wonder, I whole podcast I haven't sworn and now I'm going to swear at the very
0: end. <laughs> no worries. Trust me. I've. I've had someone there's I've had some people where you had to put the explicit, but it's not it's fine. It's still hilarious. But uh, <laughs> okay,
2: <great. I> <laughs> I, you know, clean comedy is good comedy, too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I have to especially work with kids. Oh, my gosh. I have to censor myself like, all the time because, mm. you know, if some one time someone said to me, like because I, I, they heard I was from New York, they're like, ah, oh, I hear people from New York have really dirty, dirty mouths. I was like, "That's bullshit. Who the fuck told you that?" So <laughs> <laughs> that's my Mother, favorite
0: joke. Mother Tucker. <laughs>
2: yeah. <Kevin. laughs> just say it. Like, where we get to words with too much power. I think. I think just
0: yeah. Say it. You
2: mean, if you mean it, if you suck your toe or you miss the train. Fuck. <laughs> uh,
0: it's it's a lifestyle. That's what. We're yeah, I guess, I guess so. <laughs> what profession other than your own, or mm-hmm. the few that you are that that you do, <laughs> that you would? What other profession would you like to attempt?
2: Wow. Um, I think hmm, that's a really good question. I've been so inspired by a lot of the healthcare professionals. uh, And I definitely think that that's, you know, like to be a nurse would be incredible. To be a doctor would be so much time and education. However, if I could do something different, I would do that or I would teach, but I also might teach down the line. So I guess that's like in the, in the plan, you know, Z of mine.
0: Yeah. Um, cool cool mm-hmm. what profession would you not like to do
2: oh wow um there's quite a few actually that don't sound that uh, appealing to me i don't i love so i did mock trial in high school and i loved like like law and i loved like mm-hmm. trial and actually i got to see some temp work at a, a law firm so i was around it and then i really realized that i'm glad i was not a lawyer i just oh, don't yeah. think i would like that at all it sounds it's very it's difficult but i and i know a lot of great people who are lawyers and it just they're always so stressed and so you know it's difficult yeah. it's hard it's a lot of paperwork
0: oh. yeah paperwork and also the emotional toll it could take especially with ah. to provide the stuff that you be in so it's not an oh. easy job but we appreciate anyone who doesn't who, who fights for justice we really do a hundred percent genuinely does too
2: yeah genuinely and is on the right side of things i think that's that's where i would you know i don't hate that as much but I'm glad there are other people that are dedicated to, and smart and doing those things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And my final question before we say goodbye, Natalie, is: If heaven exists, what would you mm-hmm. like to hear God say to you when you when you arrive at the pearly gates?
2: Mm-hmm. This question I have heard before. Um, I, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not a super religious person, so I feel like I would want him to be cool with that, or he or she. I'd want them, mm-hmm. he, she, they. I'd want them to be like come on in. It's okay. Nice to meet you. Like, I feel like that's something I want to be forgiven. That's say.
0: Let's party. <laughs>
2: yeah. Let's rage. I hope it's fun. If it exists, let's let it be fun.
0: Absolutely. Let there not be any
2: hangovers. Let it be a good time.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Until those days, we just live it up in, in here for it. So,
2: oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> but Natalie, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've enjoyed every second Likewise. as I mentioned. Again, can you just tell us where where do we could check out you and your talented crew tomorrow and Saturday?
2: Yeah, great. So there's a Facebook event or all in theatrics is the website. I should uh pull that up right right quick. Um yeah, I have it actually. Just give me one sec.
0: Yeah, um, and uh mm-hmm. text it to me and I'll put it in the description for.
2: That would be awesome. Yes. So this is really great and it's fun to do any work at all right now, but also to do work that's going to actually benefit some a good causes is, is excellent. So, yeah, all in theatrics and it's a it's a Facebook page as of right now. And I'm trying to see if there's a link, but I was, I'll absolutely send it to you and I'll give it
0: to you. All right. Looking forward to. It. So, yes, check the link in the description to check out Natalie and her crew as they perform for a good cause of all Shakespeare and other great projects. So yeah. again, check it out on the link. But um, again, Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time. I hope you want to do this again and we're all looking forward to seeing what you're going to do. So thank you so much. Absolutely.
2: Natalie. Matt, thank you so, so much. It's been a
0: pleasure. Pleasure's and, mine. As is mine. Thank you so much. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. So with that, that's the great Natalie Hardy and we'll see you really soon. See you soon. What a great conversation. What an awesome experience. And what a great guest Natalie Hardy is. Thank you so much for joining me on this program. Again, please like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And please leave a review. Check us out. All exclusive Productive Conversations podcasts content can be found on our Instagram page at Productive Conversations Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at MattBrown31. Check us out on Instagram or my personal Instagram at MattBrown300. And don't forget, in the episode descriptions below, you could get Links to our exclusive Productive Conversations podcast store to get all merchandise thanks to our friends at Zazzle. Either go to Zazzle.com and type in Productive Conversations podcast or check the links below to this amazing store with great apparel, great office supplies, awesome drinkware. There is something for everyone. All Productive Conversations merchandise is great merchandise. And if you want 50% off all this exclusive merchandise through Zazzle, at checkout, type in promo code February Shop and get 15% off all exclusive productive conversations podcast merchandise. So we'll be back here on Monday. We have the great Kadeem Phillip talking about his experience joining the United States from Antigua. And we talk soccer and other funny cold stories. I have the great Kadeem Phillip coming in this Monday. And then we have the hilarious good time good-natured Marcos Lopez a week from today the 18th and we talk about his insane bohemian lifestyle music and a lot of other great things man he's from he lived in Spain at one point Los Angeles New York City he just backpacked it what did go to Bonnaroo for the hell of it and oh man great stories from Marcos a week from today then great stories from Kadim this Monday but I just want to thank Natalie Hardy one last time for being an amazing guest. Don't forget to check her out tomorrow and Saturday at 8 p.m. in the Shakespeare Theater Project, benefiting the lost and found youth of Atlanta. This two night event, again, showcasing the best in queer theater, doing Shakespeare's most beautiful love scenes and fiercest love quarrels and reimagining them as same sex couples. And we're going to just see an amazing show. Don't forget to donate. The link is below to this amazing cause benefiting LGBTQ youth members who are homeless, and this cause will help them out of their situation. And also, don't forget to check out the link below at the on Facebook, the Facebook Live event that will show off these amazing actors for an amazing cause. It's going to be a great time, and I'm donating, and I'm really, really happy to donate to such a great cause. And... I can't wait to see what all these great actors do. I'm sure they're some of the most talented people we know. And this is going to be a great way to showcase their talent. So good luck. Break a leg to everyone being a part of All in Theatrics. Big show, The Shakespeare Theater Project. Check it out tomorrow and Saturday on Facebook at 8 p.m. Links below. And yeah. It's going to be a great time and a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody celebrating. We're back here Monday with Kadeem, back here Thursday with Marcos. And until then, don't forget to do the right thing, be a good person, socially distance, and we're going to beat this pandemic and any other obstacles. But to the greatest listeners and fans of the world... Thank you for tuning in and making this show possible. I appreciate each and every single one of you. But my name is Matt Brown. I'm the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I'll be back on Monday. Thank you so much. Have a great and safe weekend. I appreciate you all. Peace.